independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Happy, happy, happy day after Father's Day. Beautiful Monday. A lot of people celebrating uh, Juneteenth today. So uh, where I'm at, uh, we are celebrating it. I'm actually the only one in the studios today because I do two shows, uh, local show and then my national show. And this is my national show. So, yeah, so people, gone, gone, gone. Me, uh, the only one left. The only one standing, if you will, uh, which is better than I could say for, you know, we, we go through all the news of the day and and for all the news of the day, for all the stuff that we look at, and we know there's big stuff coming with SCOTUS, this, that, and the other, but it's still the insanity of, of gas prices. This lady probably has the meltdown that I think most people are saying. She just decided to do it and she doesn't care who knows. 98 God dollars at Costco. 98 dollars. I have to decide between buying gas or buying food. And guess who wins? Because I have to get to the job that I need. That doesn't pay me enough to f- buy anything at all. 98 God dollars at Costco to fill up my tank. 98 dollars. 550 a tank. 550 a gallon at Costco. 550 a gallon at Costco. You. <laughs> I don't know who she's talking to with the at the end of it. My goodness me. Anger, 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 and every right to be pissed and angry. Every right to be pissed and angry. People are frustrated. People are angry. People are sick and tired of 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 trying to figure out what the hell happened. Yeah, inflation. We expected some of it. We printed so much GD money, if you will. How could you not expect it to be inflation? It's up around the world. It is, but nothing like here. We're living in a different world of inflation when it comes to industrialized nations. It's not even close. It's not even close. And it's continuing to grow. It's continuing to make people angry. And you think for a second that that you know we went from dollar fifty to two fifty a gallon, depending on where you are in the country. California's like three bucks, but to to where we are now and to where we may be going, which is a scary thing. That is a scary thing where we may be going. Seeing a grocery bill or a gas bill and just going, whoa. I mean, that, that really is, uh, it, it affects everyone and, and it's visceral. Are you seeing that in polling? Uh, yes, we are. And the tragedy is that we've tried to explain this to the Biden administration because they're the ones that need to know and they've refused the presentation. So on your show, I'm going to tell you what I would have told them if they had only listened. We are 13 days away from an absolute explosion on inflation. Now, I'm thinking to myself, 13 days? What happens in 13 days where there's an explosion on inflation? I'm curious about this because I feel like there's already explosion. I feel like it's been one of those long, rumbly ones. I feel like it's been nonstop explosion. I don't know about you. I went to grocery store this weekend. I went to play golf on Saturday, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go over to just to Walmart, get my favorite stuff. The place was packed, by the way. But uh, I was shocked. I just got these. I, I have these drinks I like. They're my favorite drinks. is like my one, you know, little little secret. It's called Key Lime. like it. Kind of tastes like Sprite. Love those things. So I get them. And uh, usually I try to buy the store out. And people always look at me I'm like, oh, I have 140 of those. But so I go get them. And I'm, my wife's like, hey, can you get you know, a few things? Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I go and I get, you know, milk. I'm like, my God, how expensive is milk? Like, you know, and I go a couple of the places and get stuff. And like, I got a thing of ice cream for the kids. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's been going up, but I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And everybody in line talking about the same thing, how expensive everything is, how expensive. So I'm thinking to myself, what, what's coming in 13 days? There are three holidays, there are three moments when Americans take to the roads and when Americans buy more food than at any other time of the year. Christmas, Thanksgiving, and the 4th of July weekend. Everyone's going to be filling up their car 13 days from now, and they can't put $40 or $50 in their tank. They actually have to fill it up, and that's when the explosion hits. They have to fill their shopping carts for the barbecues and the, and the cookouts. The American people are going to come face-to-face -face with these higher prices and face-to-face -face with the fact that they can't afford it. Yeah, that is going to happen. That is. This, this, this is an ugly, ugly time. And, and while we live in the greatest time in our history, there's no doubt about it. Everybody and their mother and brother are feeling this. Nobody is hiding from this. And we've gone back in time. We've looked at other recessions, and we, we said, all right, you know what? This really affected this group more than this group. This, this group took a hit here. There is no other time that I can think of where everybody is feeling the pinch. You have to go back to 2009. 13 years ago to find a time when these economic numbers are as bad as they are today and the difference is that back then it affected roughly 60 percent of the population now with inflation no matter who you are no matter where you live no matter how much you make you're impacted by it yep frank luntz right there talking about what's going on and he's absolutely right high fuel prices are a huge part of it russia's doing okay but i see you India, which I'm really shocked by, but whatever, India. So we, we see, we see, we see, we see what you're all about. China are keeping them afloat, and then some. Now there are places they're struggling with getting stuff out. They may have some money, but they're not getting the things they want. All that being said, everybody's feeling. Everybody has. What would it be like right now, even with the printing of the money? If we had gas prices at two or three bucks, if inflation had gone up 5%, we'd be frustrated. But would we be feeling it the way we are now? No. And that's a failure of this administration. This administration that hates fossil fuels, this administration that wants to blame somebody, and that somebody simply is right now, uh, you know, it's it's Putin's price hike. It's it's fossil fuel companies in the near term. Uh, prices are high and their profit and profit margins are high. And what we are encouraging is that they take those and put those profits to work to increase production. But over the medium term, this is very important. The president's policy has always been a transition, a transition to clean energy. And that means building on the strengths of our energy system and also following the science. Following the science. If you're starving right now, do you care about, quote, unquote, the science? Of course you care about the, you know, nobody wants the nastiness of, of what goes on out there and the way that people drill that is awful. Nobody wants to see our environment destroyed. But when you're trying to put food on the table, when you're trying to keep your family fed, when you're trying to do all of the things on a day-to-day -day basis that we, 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 we were doing quite nicely a few years ago, 
where where instead of living to paycheck to paycheck, you were able to take a little bit of that paycheck and put it away. Where now both paychecks they don't go as far. They don't even get to where you need to go. You're not getting to the finish line anymore. So as much as you want to sit there and say, follow the science, here's the reality. Here's the science of the other side. Fossil fuels aren't going anywhere. That's the reality of it. Oh, and by the way, your science isn't ready for prime time yet. In 2020, Biden said no more drilling on federal lands. And no look, Keystone I'm, Pipeline. Antagonizing I, Saudi Arabia. Oh, now he's going on. back to Saudi Arabia oh, hat in well, hand. Well, and now he's going back to them hat in hand to get them to increase their production. But I, look, I wish we were all off fossil fuels forever. Sure. But the truth is that when people get off fossil fuels before they have a replacement, they wind up going back to even worse fossil fuels. Germany said, we don't want nuclear power yeah. anymore. Yeah. True. And what did they have to go back to? Coal. And, and, then, and basically yeah. the same thing happened here. We said, Saudi Arabia, go f*** yourself, you kill a journalist and now biden is going over there hat in hand begging them for oil because people want their gas which is pathetic yeah it is pathetic that's crystal ball right there she was on with bill maher uh her and Sager have breaking points if you check out youtube they're probably the the most straightforward and real you're going to get in all of of journalism uh one's on the right one's on the left but they both find common ground in so many things it is sad that we have to do this but it's also sad that we decided to rather than stay energy independent, rather than control the drilling, rather than do it in a way that was acceptable, if you're going to have that in the world of progressivism, we instead turn them, or at least this administration, into an enemy. And in doing that, along with all of the other things that are going on globally, we now have an energy issue that sucks. And it is costing us. And it's going to cost these Democrats. It's going to cost this president. And right now it's costing you and I every single day more and more. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. More from Bill Maher. Leah Thomas, the uh, Penn swimmer who uh, dominated in the uh, NCAA swimming, uh, found out uh, yesterday that uh, rules have changed. And uh, she will not be a part of what is going to be coming up because that was one of her big goals. She wanted to swim in the Olympics. Not going to happen, at least anytime soon. A lot of stuff to squeeze into. 323-538-2423. Oxy Leaf to Thunderstorm. Best air purifier around. I have uh, three, four in my house. And I have two in my studio. My new studio. And they're amazing. Smell incredible. The best air purifiers. And you don't have to do anything, right? You take them out of the box, you plug them straight in, and away they go. Away they go. They don't mask the odors. They kill the odors, which is something that's great. Because a lot of times you'll get these things, and they, they mask. The odor's still there. Not with this. This, it just kills it dead. That's the beauty with Oxyleaf 2 Thunderstorm. And a little hint of a thunderstorm. That's why they call it the thunderstorm. Thunder. The, the thunder. That's right. Incredible. Never buy any air, you know, filters. Just plug it straight in. Right now, code CHAD, C-H-A-D, 3. When you use that code, code CHAD, 3, you're going to save $200. Put them anywhere in your house. Kill the odors like that. In moments. You will smell the difference. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD, 3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD, 3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD, 3. Chad Benson Show.
over it. It's time to forge a new path with your very own political cartographer, Chad. The shots come as a relief to parents who have felt the need to isolate their unvaccinated children. We have a four-year-old son, and we've been living quite a sheltered life over the last two years. But many parents are in no rush to get their kids the shot. An April survey found that fewer than one in five parents said they are eager to vaccinate their child as soon as the shot became available. We don't feel confident enough at this point to make that decision. And many parents of children who have recently had COVID are wondering if it's even worth getting the shot. Yeah. You know, people around here ask me all the time, you going to get the kids? No, I'm not getting the kids a shot. They don't need the shot. They're fine. Somebody sends me something the other day. Your kid's going to lose all their arms and legs because of I'm like, why? Tell me why. I'm just curious. The kids aren't dying from this. There have been. Of course there have been. There's kids who are drowning. There's kids who are, who, I mean, we, we, we are we going to play this game? You're never going to protect everything from everybody and everybody from everything. It's just not going to happen. All that being said, why would I go out and and get my kid a shot? All of my kids have had it. It was no issue. Jack's, uh, and I go back to this. Jack was my favorite. Jack, what's wrong? I don't feel very good, and I got stomach's a little upset. Hour later, where's Jack? He's outside playing hockey. How you feel? I feel fine. Test him. Oh, he's positive for COVID. Like, that was it. And we think he ate too many Takis was the stomach issue. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, do I? I think this is going to be, if it's 10%, I'd be surprised. But the fact that somebody's well, we've been living so sheltered. Why? For all the, hey, believe in science. When the science and the data says, yeah, the chance of your kid getting this and dying, getting it, it's probably going to happen. Because it's much like a cold, because that's kind of what the Omicron has become, much like that. Your kid's going to get it. You're going to get it. Everybody's going to get it. Just like everybody poops, everybody gets this at some point in time. That's weird. Yeah, it is. It's the thought process, though, of uh, some people who are still living in this, this terror that if you get it, there's no, there's no way you come back from it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Today is a weird federal holiday because not a lot of people even know what's going on. Juneteenth celebrations lasting well into the late hours. Millions of Americans commemorating the day in 1865 when the last enslaved people in the U.S. received the news that President Lincoln had signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah. So Juneteenth. Marks the end. It was two years after the they were freed that it finally got to the last place where slaves were being held, which was in Texas. And that was it. Now, today is, is a federal holiday. It was signed in last year by, I think it won like 40, 415 to like 14 was the, was the vote total. Uh, it was signed in last year, but how many people have the day off? A survey shows that just 30% of employers are offering Juneteenth as a paid holiday. Among the companies participating, Target, Twitter, and Nike, which closed their retail stores on Sunday. Opponents have complained about the costs associated with giving workers another paid day off and have argued that not enough people know about the holiday to make the effort worthwhile. Yeah. Not a lot of people do. 
And again, most people had no idea that there was some holiday. So people of the federally, people are taking the day off today. I know my local here work, we're off. My national show, we're still doing it. We, we, we come in. This is what we do, right? Work, right? We nonstop. But the, I don't know how many places, I think banks and, you know, those places are closed today, but it's, who knew, right? Who knew? Not everybody, not a lot of people. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. All right. Leah Thomas, she is a swimmer. Of course, we saw her at Penn. She used to be a man. She used to be on the men's swimming team. About 18 months later, she's dominating the women's. And her dream was to eventually swim in the Olympics. Is that going to happen? Not so fast. Talk about that. So much more. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Could we head towards a recession? I said last week I would not be surprised if we're in a recession. Two consecutive quarters where we have contracted rather than grown. Well, we contracted in the first quarter. Do we feel like we're growing in the second quarter? That, to me, is a very interesting thing. I don't know if... We are growing. I don't feel like we are. Janet Yellen. We expect a transition to steady and stable growth, but I don't think a recession is at all inevitable. The labor market has recovered and we have reached full employment. It's natural now that we expect a transition to steady and stable growth. Chair Powell has said that his goal is to bring inflation down while maintaining a strong labor market. That's going to take skill and luck, but I believe it's possible. I don't think a recession is inevitable. Skill and luck. That's everything. I watched the U.S. Open this weekend. Skill and luck. I've always said this. The harder I work, the luckier I get. Tell the kids that all the time. Harder you work and like, the luckier you will get. Doesn't mean you don't try to find a way to work smarter, but working hard is a big thing. But for government, it's very little about skill and mostly about luck. It's like whenever they go out and throw those massive projections out there, these huge projections. Oh my God, these things are huge. And, oh, and if this happens, this happens. It's like if we win the lottery every time we play, plus we do this, this, and this, and we get the right this. This thing that we have here will pay off for us perfectly. And you're like, that is never going to happen. Could it happen? It's possible. But the reality is, it's not feeling that way. Larry Summers, former muckety-muck economic advisor for the old uh, Obama. 
I think all the precedents point towards a recession. I don't want ever to make forecasts with certainty. But if you look at a whole range of indicators, if you look at what's happened in markets, the relative levels of interest rates of different durations, consumer expectations, the simple fact that what drives inflation is supply and demand, reduce inflation is reduce demand, that is a very hard process to control. And so it usually leads to a recession. Yeah. And that is not good. We spent way, 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 way too much money printing too much money to spend way more money on stuff that quite frankly is insane it really is bill maher had on crystal ball we spoke touched on it a little bit earlier i like crystal she's good she's she's a lefty but she is very pragmatic and uh she's she calls out everybody uh including the left quite often uh but you know her and mark got into it over the insanity of how much money we spent there's way too much government spending, and that's why we have inflation. So that's a large part of that. that is, um, it's just that basic is, economics. And that is secondly, not basic economics. We had this thing called a pandemic. We had a supply chain crisis. Okay. And oh, yeah, by the way, well, there's well, a war well, in Ukraine. It's a role. It's played so a role. So to act like the only reason okay. we have and, problems and you now act, is because people got a little bit of money in their whoa, bank whoa, whoa, whoa. account is just not honest. And you, a little bit of money, they got more than we spent in World War II. So you but, act, don't act but like hold the on, pan- Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't act like we had to react to the pandemic exactly the way we did. We We had to spend $6 trillion on the forever flu. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the forever flu, which is true. The Omnicold, the forever, the forever flu, was it bad for elderly people? Yes. Was it bad for people who had comorbidities and sex? Did few people who were healthy get it and die? Yes. Just like every year, there's a few people that get sick and die from the regular flu. Healthy people. Should we have been better prepared? especially when it comes to people that are vulnerable, 100%. Do we need to shut everything down and then print money like you could not believe? And then when his president gets in, he decides, hey, hold my insure and watch what happens. About the rich people who got tons of money and tons of support, way more than working class people did. But oh my God, people were able to feed their kids and they had a little bit of money in their bank accounts. It was the worst thing in the world. That is one small part of the inflation story. And is, by the way, not the only thing that we can deal with to get out of this mess. No. Look, I don't think anybody, I, I think we did the first go round of money. I don't think anybody complained. I thought, okay, you know what? It's new. We're not quite understanding it. We're trying to give our trust to the government, which isn't really the best thing for us to do at times because we know they have their own agenda. But all right. And then the second one, I was not happy with that. I was not. And the third one, I was an absolute no-go. I was an absolute, what in God's name are you thinking? The other day, he comes out and has the audacity to go, I, I reduced the deficit. by You reduced the deficit because you didn't get all the things you wanted. You reduced the deficit because two of your senators stood in front of you and said, no, <laughs> we can't do this. We Could you imagine what that would look like had that had gone through? Could you imagine that? How insane that would be if that would have happened? And that I mean... I don't think anybody right now, in, in, if you think about it, would even, could even 
fathom if we'd have printed more money. It, it it was it was close to being that nasty and insane. So to think that yes, you know what, printing money, it has its downsides. Right? You can't just print and print and print and expect there to be no repercussions. And there's repercussions. And they're going to continue to be here for a while. This is not going away anytime soon. This is going to get uglier before it gets better. It will get better. Do I think it's going to be that crash landing that that people have called? Mm, well, it's going to be a, a crash landing, but is it going to be the one where we slam into the ground, right, get thrown around, everything falls apart? No, I don't think so. But I do think it's going to be tough for a while, and it's going to last a little bit longer. And it's the sad reality of, of this insanity of which we're living in right now, which is we have printed way too much money. We have zero ideas when it comes to getting us back on track because we're too busy, especially this president, trying to keep the progressives happy and at the same time keep the the establishment Dems happy. It's, it, it, it's, it's a mess. It is an absolute mess. Van Jones talked about it a party of the very high and the very low. If you could pull out the working class, you've got people who are very well educated and very well off. Latinx, I've never met a Latinx. I've never met a BIPOC. I've never met you know all this, this weird stuff that these highly educated people say is bizarre. Nobody talks that way at the barbershop, the nail salon, uh, the, 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 uh, the grocery store, uh, the community center. But that's how we talk now. So that's weird. Yeah, it's totally weird. But that's part of the two prongs. Like the same thing. The Republicans have the same problem, right? You've, you've got that exhausted majority on both sides who are just over it. But the extremes have the microphone. They do. And they're going through it right now. The Democrats, the same for all the, oh, the Republicans better get their act together. Hey, you look over. You guys are a hot mess, too. Hey, you, you're, you're, you're president of your party, the leader of the country, our president, but your guy. You're not even getting backing from a good portion of your party. Eh, we'll see. We'll take a look. You th- will you support of your friends again? Eh, we'll see. Eh, maybe. Eh. Because you do have that weird, the super extremes and that working class. It's the same thing over here in the Republicans, right? You have the, 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 the extremes, and then you have the other ones who are like, hey, you know what? I want a tough border, but I don't want to be at Richard. I want low taxes and less regulation, but I don't want to destroy our environment. I mean, it's 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 not hard to see. And those people are the people that drive this country. People like you and I show up, we vote, or we don't because we're so sick and tired of the same crap over and over again. When's the last time you really voted for somebody you wanted to? I mean, you're just like, ah. You know, I could see 2016 with Trump the first time for a lot of people. A lot of people held their nose. And some people are still living in that world of, of, but the frustration level we should all feel. Because both parties have been hijacked by extremes. And they're twisting everything to get what they want. And then the people who are very low down on the economic ladder need a bunch of stuff. You wind up over-promising, but we're going to give you reparations to, to people at the bottom of the economic ladder, talking weird 
to appeal to people at the top of the economic ladder, and the working class walks away from you. That is the danger we're facing. I mean, a party of the very high and the very low. Yeah. Overpar, overpromise, underdeliver, happens all the time in politics. Promise the world. We're going to give you everything. Reparations, right? Now we're giving you reparations. We're going to give you this. We're going to try that. We're going to go here. We're going to do that. That is, it's a bunch of crap. A bunch of hooey. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Let's listen to the Costco meltdown again. Ninety eight god dollars at Costco. Ninety eight dollars. I have to decide between buying gas or buying food. And guess who wins? Because I have to get to the job that I need. That doesn't pay me enough to buy anything at all. Ninety eight god dollars at Costco to fill up my tank. Ninety eight dollars. Five fifty a tank. Five fifty a gallon at Costco. Five fifty a gallon at Costco. <laughs> you <laughs> should be a ringtone. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us. Being healthy is important. That's why I take Healthy Cell every day. Uh, REM sleep, uh, immunity boost, bioactive multi, uh, you name it, I take it from them. My focus and recall. Uh, healthy cell is not like taking your normal supplements or your vitamins because it is an actual gel, right? You get in a little packet, you, you just kind of open the top of the packet a little bit bigger than a, like a ketchup packet, suck it down, tastes great, boom. You know what it does? Clinically proven, 165% more absorbable than pills. That's what this is. This ingestible gel is amazing immune super boost right so what have studies shown immune response is weakened by combination of stress loneliness small social networks all the things we're going on now today lack of sleep solutions healthy cell great tasting incredible it's going to help you big time it's going to boost your immunity you have vitamins minerals proactive antioxidants uh and it's just amazing in fact to get the same nutrients you would get out of this you have to swallow 15 pills and the ultra absorption of the microgel, the ingestible gel, is just incredible. Ditch those big pills, right, those horse pills that you take. For a limited time, you can get Healthy Cell, and you will really feel and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com slash Chad. Use code Chad. 20% off your first order right now, and it's risk-free. If you don't love it, you can get your money back. HealthyCell.com slash Chad. HealthyCell.com slash Chad for 20% off your first order. Chad Benson Show. If you're part of the politically exhausted majority, don't fear. Your time to be validated and rejuvenated is here. Wake up. It's the Chad Benson Show. To infinity and beyond. A not-so-big blast-off for Disney Pixar's animated Lightyear. The Toy Story spinoff debuted in second with 51 million bucks, far short of the expected 70 to 80 million dollar bow. Genetic power has now been unleashed. Jurassic World Dominion holds first for a second week, though ticket sales tumbled 60 percent. Good morning, aviators. Top Gun Maverick slides to third with a three-week total domestic gross of 466 million dollars. Biggest movie ever for Tom Cruise. Uh, and they're already talking. Should they make a three? I don't know if they make a three, but uh, it's very interesting. Uh, it's like he's he's going to get a billion with this one, and for again the last movie star, 
to be in a position where you have not hit that billion movie plateau. And and very few movies hit a billion dollars without several stars. I mean, the Avengers, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's always somebody popping in or it's such a character. Like Avatar didn't have a mega star in it. The, the, the movie itself was the star. I mean, James Cameron was most probably the most powerful person in all of that. And the, but he's, he's got, he's closing in a billion. Good for him. Good for the little tiny guy. Oh, Chad shouldn't have said that about old uh, Tom Cruise there. Tiny guy. Uh, it happened. The governing body of swimming. It's called FINA, Sports Federation. FINA is the International Federation recognized by the Olympic Committee, right? This is the one that kind of deals with everything. Says, hey, you know, transgender athletes, when it comes to swimming, no. The governing body for World Swimming voted to restrict the participation of transgender athletes in women's events. Nearly 72% of FINA's members voted in favor of a policy that requires trans swimmers to have completed their transition or suppressed male puberty by the age of 12 in order to compete. Male to female transgender athletes will only be eligible to compete in the women's categories in FINA competitions if they completed their transition before puberty or the age of 12. Some medical experts say the effects of higher testosterone during male puberty may never fully be erased. Yeah, and uh, a lot of this is about Leah Thomas. Uh, we know what the big hubbub was about with her and her dominance. ABC News spoke exclusively last month to 23-year-old swimmer Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas pulling away. Thomas made history in March as the first known transgender athlete to win a Division I national title. Trans people don't transition for athletics. FINA will establish a new working group in order to develop open category events for transgender athletes that do not meet the new eligibility requirements. So we're going to have like a third, like a third lane in the Olympics. <laughs> it's not very nice. It's going to be the men's, the women's, and then the other. I don't, I, I look, I get it. I mean, there's no doubt. And, and I understand, look, if you, their whole thing is, if you start when you're four and you don't go through puberty and you take all the hormone blockers, then okay. Right. That's okay. If you're 20 and you've competed at a Division One level or a very high level, and now all of a sudden you're not just competing at a high level, you're crushing it in a high level, they want to rethink that. I'm sure there'll be lawsuits because, well, of course. It's what happens. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I don't think that, that, that Leah Thomas changed because she wanted to win a bunch of races. <laughs> I don't. But it doesn't mean that she didn't crush the competition. And seeing her on stage next to all of the other swimmers shows you what kind of advantage she had. 323 538 Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show.
is The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Yes, indeed. Happy Monday. Should be a big week, man. It's one of those weeks where, again, it's supposed to be quiet. It's the time of the year when things are quiet. We got guns, we got abortion, SCOTUS, the whole nine yards. We know it's coming more than likely. Uh, it's be very interesting to see the way that this thing plays itself out top of that you've got what most people are focusing on go look at all the polls polls say the same thing over and over and over and over it sucks right now don't look like it's getting any better looks like it potentially get worse people are frustrated you got rates going up which is hitting the marketplace when it comes to selling your home well, we know that demand has been insane for homes, right? Part of this was COVID. There's a lot of different factors here, but we've already seen that the spike in mortgage rates has driven demand for mortgages down dramatically. They're almost at 6% on average for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. I mean, that's just amazing. Like six or seven months ago, they were below 3%. Now they're almost at 6%. And the whole thought process is if we drive things up, 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 It'll slow it down. Bring it on par. Here's the issue. A lot of people still have cash because they sold their homes. So they're not worried about a mortgage. Secondly, rents have gone up. So even a 6% mortgage. So mortgages are, by the way, if you go and look, historically still rather low comparatively. But even if you have a 6% mortgage, your house payment is going to be, at times, depending on where you are in the country, cheaper still than your rent payment. So is it going to be enough? I think it will be. I think it'll cool it for a while. But if you're in places like where I'm at, Phoenix, we're growing. We're getting three to 500 people that move here a day just to Phoenix. And Arizona's probably closer to 700 to 800 that move here. We're not finishing seven or 800 homes. We're still further behind because after the collapse of the market, they stopped building, period. I've told the story again and again. Where I live is, uh, I call it joke, I call it the Valley of the Dirt People, mostly because it's lots of dirt out there, Uh, lots of farms, uh, you know, houses aren't right cookie cutter next door to each other. But one of the places off the freeway is, and, and this was fascinating when I first moved here, it looked like, you know, when you when you see things about Chernobyl, right? So you watch you, you watch any of those things, and there's, there's a new documentary about Chernobyl that's just fascinating. But those people just left, right? Like their food was still sitting there on the table, and, 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 and you know, there's a coffee, and it, they just vanished. They took off, right? They came, they got them, we're moving. And this housing complex, not too far from me, my wife and I drove through one day. She's like, check this place out. So we drove through, and she's like, so what happens? She goes, the minute it collapsed, 
was it. Next day, you had no job. No job. And so people just left. So you got houses that are quarter finished, houses that are framed but never been fixed. House, all of that just gone. They're still trying to catch up from that. So in some places, Texas, another one, massive amounts of people moving there. Florida, why? Same thing. Nevada, yeah. People moving from bigger cities and, and, and bigger states to places where low income tax, more freedom, and I think a lot of that was pushed on and spurred on by what took place with coronavirus, but they were getting out while they were getting was good. And so what happens when you buy a house? You go out, you buy a house. All right, all right go buy a house. You don't want to bring your old crap, right? You want new crap for your house, right? I don't want the old refrigerator. I want the new one. The old one could go in the garage. I want a new refrigerator. I want a new appliance. I want a new this. I want a new couch. I want a new TV. I want new stuff. That's part of it. So with supply chain and everything else, they're trying to bring it on to part. You know, parity. Parity. Like, just one and one, you know, eh, I'm par with each other. Is it going to happen in a way where we don't go into recession? That's the big quadrillion dollar question. We are starting to see those first signs of slowdown in areas like retail sales, which dipped in May for the first time this year. Bookings for airfares are also down just slightly month over month. And finally, we're just seeing this potential pullback among consumers, those first signs that a slowdown and maybe a recession are on the horizon. Yeah. Now, the airfare thing I can see, right? Partially because <laughs> have you gone on the news and read stuff? You're like, I don't want to go somewhere and be stuck in a, in, in, a, in an airport for 48 hours. For three days, for four days. I mean, I was reading this, the, you know, uh, these poor people that were, I, th- I don't know who they were flying, Delta or somebody. They, they were stuck in Atlanta for several days. They couldn't rent a car. They couldn't get anywhere. They were just stuck there. They had 30-plus canceled flights. There's not enough pilots. I think part of that's going to be turning people off. It's like, I don't know if I want to go somewhere if I don't think I can get home in a timely fashion. Okay, that's understandable. Prices are going to go up. And then we've got the traveling side of things, which is going to take place sooner rather than later, which, of course, our good buddy Frank Lutz talks about, which is, uh, well, you know, we're heading to those days, in particular one day coming up where – he thinks a lot of us are going to feel it. There are three holidays, there are three moments when Americans take to the roads and when Americans buy more food than at any other time of the year. Christmas, Thanksgiving, and the 4th of July weekend. Everyone's going to be filling up their car 13 days from now, and they can't put $40 or $50 in their tank. They actually have to fill it up, and that's when the explosion hits. They have to fill their shopping carts for the barbecues and the, and the cookouts. The American people are going to come face-to-face with these higher prices and face-to-face with the fact that they can't afford it. Yeah. Is that the uh, Walmart? Our Walmart has one of those grocery stores inside of it. You know, it's got all the food and stuff. I know some still Walmarts out there don't have that, but this is the the good side. on So on the right side, like when you walk into the right, it's the goods, it's the housing goods, it's the clothes and, and the electronics stuff. Uh, I'd say about 20% of the store. The other 80% of the store was buying food. And I'm standing in an aisle and everybody's talking about the same thing. Can't believe how much this has gone up. Can't believe how expensive this is. Lady in front of me looks over and there's, you know, like when you're standing in line and they've got all the, some of the sales things on there. And it was ice cream cones 
just the cones. And she's like, I can't believe it's that much money for ice cream cones. We're feeling it. And you've got a president that is, well, he was on a bike. He didn't break his hip. That was good. First thing, you know, if you guys haven't heard, uh, he fell. He is okay. That is that is a good thing, right? I don't. Uh, I know a lot of people out there like, oh, what? I say, hey, settle down. He, he fell. He hurt himself. Not really. Maybe more his pride. Why is it that presidents think they should bike? We need a president that kickboxes. Golfing's fine. I got no problem with golf. I mean, that's kind of a thing, right? Maybe he has a batting cage. Hell, I'll take some of the bowl. That's why they put a bowling alley in there. He went biking and uh, did not go well. But it's kind of like his, uh, it feels like it's his economy, right? Kind of semi-half-ass motoring along, <laughs> a little, little frail, and then eventually <laughs> over it goes. Now the question is, are we going to get out of it anytime soon? That's the billion-dollar question. I don't think so. I don't think we're going to get out of it anytime soon. I think it's going to be a situation where it's going to take us a while. It is. It's going to take us a, a bit, but it's not going to be a overnight crush. We hit the ground and we're thud. It's going to be a hard landing, but not a crash. And this could take a while to repair and take off. But I think when we do, we're going to be more than fine. But we're still also dealing with several things. Some of those things, things like what's going on in Ukraine and the war there. Some of the things are going to be China and their battle of COVID. You know, that start, stop. How long can they do that? And expect their economy to continue to move forward. That's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's a huge question right there. Because his want of zero COVID isn't probably any kind of reality that they're ever going to achieve. So, but he's also knows that this year, Chairman Xi, that if, if things improve when they meet the uh, communist party meets you know they get together for their 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 big hearings and meetings and everything there's a chance he's going to be elected president for life but if the economy struggles anymore and it has been struggling and they've had some serious issues if they continue down this path i i don't think he could be i don't think he will be so there's a lot that goes into it that only so much of us can be a part of because we can do our part but the other stuff it's only so much we can affect. That's why we should have been much more forward-thinking in what we were doing here with oil, with gas, and the way we were around things. But instead, we weren't. And here we are. The best way that you survive things, whether you're a CEO, a business, uh, uh, you know, a, a, an athlete, doesn't matter what it is, you learn to adapt. And... This administration hasn't. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your uh, text line as well. The text line, 323-538-CHAD, 323-538-2423. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Dr. Dennis Black, naturopathic doctor. Here's something for free, right? you got to cover the cost of shipping, but they're going to send you a bag for free. 
the best supplement around for your dog. Dr. Dennis Black, a naturopathic doctor for over 20 years, who has done so many things in his life, from being a Green Beret, decorated Vietnam-era helicopter pilot, a, a cancer survivor, naturopathic doctor. I mean, he's done all of these amazing things. And yet this thing is the thing that he is so excited about more than maybe any of those other things is the fact that he's able to go out and help people and their pets get healthier, happier, live longer. And that's your dogs. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff. You sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. I've done it for Doodle for going on four years now. He is happier and healthier than he has ever been. And I absolutely love that. Love it. And he is bouncy, uh, still cantankerous. But I'll take that over what he was. Get your free bag right now of Rough Greens, ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Go there today. You cover the cost of shipping a bag for free, ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Let the Washington Beltway strangle you. This is where the exhausted majority comes to refuel, realign, and reevaluate. This is Chad Benson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Lift off. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? find out uh take a peek around the interwebs find out what's trending what's not trending quiet day in some places juneteenth people are asking the question what's open today so yesterday was juneteenth in proper uh holiday for federal banks and you know stock market things like that they're all closed today so schools if there's summer schools things of that nature all closed today today then people are going well what is juneteenth uh, that was the biggest thing in Google yesterday. People asking the question, what is Juneteenth? Celebration of the last slaves being freed in America in 1865 in Texas. Even though two years earlier, Lincoln had already signed the emancipation. Uh, took two years to get there. It's a battle over a lot of things. Uh, worried about even bringing other states on because of slavery. But it took two years for that to happen. Gone over... Uh, yeah, not a lot of this stuff. Gustavo Petro. So if you don't know who he is, he is the new president, El Presidente of Colombia. And he is the first leftist. Now, so they've got liberals and they've got conservatives. But he is a leftist. He's a former guerrilla. Uh, and he has vowed to do what all leftists do, which is we're going to change everything. To come in, we're going to privatize a lot of things, and we're going to take everything over and give it all to the poor because it's worked so well in other parts of the world that has done that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think that has. No, it hasn't really. It really, really hasn't. Uh, on top of that, they are uh, uh, seeing lots of things trending. You know, obviously, the Juneteenth, 13th Amendment. Uh, Russian tennis player. This is very interesting. So a Russian tennis player circumvented Wimbledon's ban on all competitors from Russia to compete in Wimbledon because she changed her nationality. That's crazy. But she has changed her nationality. Natalia Dislams the dies. I don't know. She's a 20 year, nine year old doubles player. She's ranked 44 in the world. She will be in the women's doubles 
with Serbia's uh, Alexandra Krunic after they approved the switch. I think she's doing it mostly for her for her gram, as the kids would say, the Instagram. She feels like one of those people that, uh, how should I say this? She is, uh, she's way better at tennis than 99.99% of the world is. But uh, she's almost 100% better at Instagram. <laughs> Does that sound wrong? I'm not trying to be mean, but I can guarantee if you go to her gram, she's got God knows how many followers on her gram. Uh, she, she's one of the, she's, you know, yeah, she plays it up. Look at me. I'm playing tennis. Oh, yeah, by the way, here I am in a swimsuit. Three, two, three. I would totally do that, too, but I don't want to scare people. It's not fair to you. Maybe you guys have just eaten. <laughs> oh, that's right. Pope is also trendli- trending. So is he going to retire? He canceled a trip to Africa. He has called a meeting of Cardinals, which is unusual. There's been speculation for the last several months that he is close to retiring, and that is a possibility. How wacky would that world be if he retired? Who gets to be the next Pope? We still have the other Pope. He's in the other room. Are they going to be roomies? (laughs) Case of emergency, we got two backup Popes. It's like a bullpen. It's a Pope pen. 323-538-2423. 323-538-2423. Could you see a cardinal walking in there? Holding up his arm. Give me the right armed one. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Yes, it is. Kids and kittens. The economy is going to be the driving force uh, for all the stuff. We talk about guns, right? We talk about abortion. And while those issues will always be hot button topics, the reality is it's almost like if you go and you look over here and you're like, let's take this out, let's separate this all together because it should not count. Because it is such a force that is so much greater than all the other ones. Because for all the talk of guns and for all the talk of of abortion, for all the talk of all the things, when we go to vote, what is front and center is the economy, stupid. The economy's going great. We're like, whoa, man, let's not mess anything up. Let's, Let's not do any of that. And if the economy's bad, you're like, we may need to make a change. We may need to, to 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 fix this. This isn't going this way. Uh-uh, struggle. The struggle bus is real. And it's running out of gas. And that's kind of where I think a lot of people are. Expecting what's coming down from, you know, uh, Supreme Court and stuff. While those will be emotional like that, 
You know, abortion and obviously the gun thing, and we'll touch on the gun thing here in a second when it comes to the Uvalde police, because every day you turn around, it's something else, and you're just like, are you kidding me? But that's where we tend to to look at things and say, ah, you know, the economy says uh, rocking and rolling. I'm not changing. Uh, I'm not changing here. I'm not changing my old uh, jockey in the middle of the race. And if it's a struggle fast, you're like, is there any way we could change the jockey before the middle of the race? Gets there. I don't know. I mean, they're talking about all kinds of stuff that they could do because they're desperate. Talking about handing out more money, which is just insane. We are not- could you imagine handing out more money? I mean, honestly, at this point in time, haven't we learned the lesson? We are not facing a new record here at the pump. In fact, gas prices are now below $5 a gallon, but not far from there and still 40 cents higher than they were just a month ago with these considerations of the national gas tax holiday. So what would that potentially mean for you? Well, it would shave about 18 cents off of every gallon of gas, and it would also take money away from infrastructure projects. It's a balancing act in a time like this when you have prices soaring. Yeah, and this is what happens when people, and this is where you find another good leader. A good leader will look at this and say, we're going to have to weather the storm. We're going to have to batten down some hatches. We're going to have to cut some fat. We're going to have to do some smart things. We're going to have to get leaner and meaner, and we're going to have to find ways to get around this. Not desperate moves that end up costing us because eventually we have to pay it back. We're taking the money from ourselves. And that's an 18 cents. Yeah, we'd all like it to be 18 cents cheaper. Hell, we'd like it to be $1.80, cheaper. At this moment in time, it, it, the 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 thought process just feels so desperate. We heard last week they were even talking about, oh, what about they send out gas cards? I'm like, why would you do that? Because people need it. Uh, it's just the dumbest thing. We're going to be paying for it again and again and again. I just, I don't get the desperation because it's this. You're the gambler who is chasing the money. You're the gambler who is continuing to chase, 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 and you're throwing good money away after good money after good money because you've taken some money and you made made some bad decisions. We cannot have that. We'll see, though. We'll see. One of the things I'm interested in is travel. Travel is, to me, as travel goes, uh, you will, you know, that's a, a lot of people made their decision. I'm I'm traveling this year because last year uh, we didn't really travel. The year before that, there was no travel. And this year, you know, it's one of those things where everything's open. Where last year, even if you could travel a little bit, the place you wanted to go may not have been open. You had like two choices. Florida was one of them. But you've got a hot mess in a lot of different things. Not only rising prices, but then you've got a lack of, well... (laughs) People to fly the planes, which is a huge bummer. A lot of the airlines, they've already canceled flights in advance for July just to have extra staff on hand just in case something like this happens again. And, and there's not a whole lot that really travelers can do, but what you can do is try to get on those earlier flights, the earliest flights possible. Those get canceled a lot less. Earlier flights, try to do that because they usually have staff there. Uh, later flights, don't do that. Uh, you know, Pete Buttigieg, who is our king of travel, infrastructure, and whatnot. Uh, the prince, I guess. He is, uh, he's weighing in on all of the travel nightmares. 
what can be done, can't be done. The travel chaos happening just as Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg reveals the U.S. may take action against airlines on behalf of customers. Buttigieg telling the AP Sunday that his own flight was canceled and, quote, that is happening to a lot of people. And that is exactly why we are paying close attention here to what can be done and how to make sure that the airlines are delivering. Buttigieg met with executives from the airlines last week to raise the issue. Yeah. But there's also so many things you can do. It's like government, there's only so much you can do. Now, on their part, don't overbook. But you sold flights, and you continue to do so, as now you're starting to cancel stuff already in July, because you know you don't have the person power. I almost said manpower, but I don't want to get in trouble. You don't have that. You, d- you don't have the people. You don't have the bodies to fulfill the things that you've already sold into. So you've got to come up with something else. What is it going to be? Well, it's going to be less flights, more expense. They're doing everything they can. It's not like here's a, you don't flip a switch and, get, and become a commercial pilot. There's there isn't there there's a program for it. So there's not a snapping of the fingers and all tomorrow, you know, ten thousand commercial pilots appear. It, it, it's they've been retiring, and kind of like the pharmacy issues that people have, have found out in the recent you know last year and a half, you've got a lot of older people who were pharmacists who are retiring now. And they don't have that massive group of people coming in from behind and graduating tens of thousands to help take over. So there's an issue. And let's be real. Pharmacy and pilots are two places you don't want to half-ass it. I don't know about you. I want my pilot to kind of get it. (laughs) I'm just saying. I want him to be pretty good at his gig. I want her to fly this plane as if, hey, I don't care if it flips upside down, we're going to land safely. I want my my pharmacist not to have to, to you know, go, mm, I don't know if you should take these, you know, because what do they do? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> They're, uh, hey, want to play pill, uh, pill roulette? Let's get the phone and see what it says. Yeah. No, we don't need that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text said program. Found this to be interesting. Again, uh, Bill Maher is always makes me laugh uh, on so many levels. But the the if you guys have not seen the Washington Post, the Washington Post last week got pissed. And they 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 suspended somebody, uh, Dave Weigel, for uh, like a like on a tweet, and that was it. Like he didn't write it. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. It was just like he retweeted or liked it or something, and people freaked out about it because it's a world of freakout. The Washington Post recently got embroiled in a self-inflicted storm when one of their best reporters, David Weigel, retweeted, not tweeted, retweeted this joke. Every girl is bi. You just have to figure out if it's polar or sexual. (laughs) Proving it is a joke. Thank you. The comedian who actually wrote the tweet called it a banal throwaway joke, which is exactly what it is. Throw away, as in if you don't like it, throw it away. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. We panic. We freak out. Uh, we, we run to talk to HR. We do all of these things. And uh, then when that doesn't happen, we go to the media, which they're already a part of, and we continue to throw a massive fit until we eventually, well, 
blows somebody up, if you will, in a world of of professionalism where they're screwed. And one lady decided it was all her, all on her to, to fix this, to right this wrong. Weigel pulled down his retweet and wrote, I apologize and did not mean to cause any harm. The unlicensed daycare center that is today's newsroom went a You see, the Post has another writer named Felicia Sanmez, and she's a lot. For example, she tweeted about Kobe Bryant's 2003 rape trial hours after his helicopter crash. And despite the fact that she says Dave Weigel is a good friend, she resurrected the tweet he had taken down and demanded to know what the Post was going to do about this unacceptable evil that must not be allowed to stand. Yes, there it is. Perfect example. I was, I was arguing with my on-air partner the other day because he's like, oh, I don't see the issues with, you know, do we need laws for all these things? I'm like, do, do you not sit through three hours a month of bias training? Do you not sit through three hours a month of, of, of this or that when it comes to, to you know, things you've got to le- read and, and all these quizzes you have to take? I don't, but he does. I said, do, do, do you not do that? So what do you think this younger generation is? This younger generation is is a generation that lives in continuous anger, sadness, pissed off, waking up every day, looking to be offended, and they're now everywhere as they would be. And a vast majority are not like this. Unfortunately, it only takes one or two to ruin having fun at work to ruin having a normal relationship with human beings at work, to ruin your career. And suspended Weigel without pay for a month and denounced the offending retweet as a gross violation of their values, free speech apparently not being one of them. Yes, could you imagine a world that allows jokes you don't like? Then a third Post reporter offered up the idea, of course on Twitter, because why do anything privately? (laughs) That, hey, maybe everyone was overreacting and we should all just calm down. And then it was really on. Felicia demanded that the Post discipline him. Of course. So wait a minute. Somebody comes up, probably somebody over the age of 40, says, hey, why don't we just take a deep breath here for a second? No, now you, you too must go. You must go. You, you, you're the one. For days, she raged with the fire of a thousand burning bras, sending a gazillion tweets calling for more to be done against Weigel, mocking her bosses, attacking colleagues, and letting the world know how much the Washington Post sucked. And this endless bickering and infighting continued online in public view until the bell rang and they all went to seventh period. Now, note that I haven't yet told you what age Felicia Sanmez and her quarreling co-workers are. Why? Because I didn't have to. Because you can't imagine someone my age acting like this in an office. Yeah. No, you can't. It's a big deal. That's a big deal. Entitled, whiny. I think there's a, a couple CEOs up in Silicon Valley have all said the same thing. Hey, if you don't like it here, and we're not just talking about Elon Musk and stuff, and we'll get to him later and what they're trying to make him do, uh, but w- this is some of the stuff that's hilarious is they, these CEOs finally come out and said, look, guys, if you're not happy here, leave. People are offended by that. They're offended by that. These places have become so woke that they can't get stuff done. 
This is a newspaper that's supposed to be respected. Ah! This Washington Post story had such resonance because it's behavior we all recognize. Because too many millennials are overly sensitive, overly fragile, and have no sense of priorities. Let me let out a little secret about the younger generation. No one wants to hire you. Your sense of entitlement is legendary, and your attention span and worth ethic suck. Here's a story you never stop hearing around Hollywood. Unqualified little shit who has been here all of six months doesn't understand why he's not a producer yet. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, Masanyes also eventually in trouble because she created such a stake and she threw everybody under the bus. They finally said, all right, we've had enough. We've had enough. We can't do this anymore. Such an embarrassment. And yeah, there's a reason why people don't want to hire a younger generation. I've had three or four people have come in and interned. And you know what I, I did? I made sure I spent some time with them understanding exactly who they were in a way that had zero to do with the resume and all to do with a real conversation about who they were. But my interns were all in their 30s with responsibilities. I see over here and a lot of other places a younger generation. Yeah, no thanks. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. And I, I mentor. I love to mentor. I do. I love it. People ask me a question, I'll tell them all the time. How'd you get to where you do? I will do that. I got zero problems with it. My issue though is in this day and age, man, it is scary. Dealing with some younger generations like, well, I believe I should already be in your position. I'm 12. I'm sure you do. Uh, healthy Cell right now is amazing. Your chance to get some Healthy Cell with 20% off. I take it every day. Now, I take the REM Sleep, which I'm almost out of. My Immunity uh, Super Boost, which is incredible. And uh, my I've got my Bioactive Multi and my Focus and Recall. Why do I love these things? Well, first and foremost, they're not pills. It's, it's a gel. It's an ingestible gel. It tastes great. Secondly... It works so much faster and so much, it's so much better. On average, clinically proven though, 165% more absorbable than pills. So those giant pills you take and you choke them down, and uh, you're not getting anything out of those. With Healthy Cell, you will. The immune super boost, right? Right now, we are tired, we are stressed. All of the things that you could think about are going on. Money, inflation, all those things. Uh, that's not good for our immune system. We need our immune system. With Healthy Cell, your solution is here. Great tasting right? Effective dose, science-backed, and it's going to help. It's going to boost your immunity like you could not believe. Give you the same amount in one of these packets over 15 large pills would. Right now, save 20%. Go to HealthyCell.com slash Chad. Use that code, Chad, to save 20%, right? 100% money-backed guarantee that you will love these. HealthyCell.com slash Chad. HealthyCell.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. No fake outrage here. Just the real thing. The Chad Benson Show. So I'll tell you guys, you get out there and start hiking around uh, throughout the summer, 4th of July, wherever you are listening to this show across the greater earth. Pretty sure Phil, remind everybody when you go outside what nature may do. Nature will mess you up. Mess you up, case in point. Hey, family, let's go on a hike, which is automatically the worst thing to do. 
which is like a little nerve-wracking when there's a bear following you. Okay, he's following you, babe. Oh, he he's following us. That's a rather tame reaction after seeing a black bear just a few feet from your family. Oh, okay, that's more like it. It just wasn't phased by us and kept following us. <laughs> yeah, because they looked at you and said, you can't do anything to me. I'm a black bear, for God's sakes. You're terrified of me. You just have to know outdoors, no matter what the situation is, there's always a chance that nature will be there and nature will mess you up. Not always kill you. But sometimes you put yourself in a position where you become, well, nature's snack. Luckily, these people didn't do it. They were thinking about protecting their children, as you should do. Uh, but curiosity sometimes can get the best of everything. So be prepared. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show your Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's the economy, stupid. You're going to hear that a lot. And it's going to continue to be that way uh, forever. Because that's that's just, that that's life. That is life. If you can't afford to buy stuff, if you can't afford to, to keep lights on in your house, if you can't afford to pay for your car, then life sucks. I've been there. I have. Most people have gone through trying times. That, that is the reason why that phrase was, it's the economy, stupid. And this economy is it's inflation. It's inflated. Unlike uh, the tires. Was that the joke over the weekend? Because Biden... Fell off his bike, and people, the joke was, guess his tires didn't have any inflation in it. But prices are going through the roof. People are paying more and more for everyday items, and they're feeling it more and more. And it is, it's not changing anytime soon. Just as the summer season of barbecues heats up, prices are up for all the fixings. The federal government's consumer price index shows the average cookout will cost just under 77 bucks, up 17% from last year. And here's what you'll fork over. Hot dogs up 37% to $5.22 a pack. Chicken breast up 28%, soda up 16%. Pork and beef prices are higher too. Analysts blame the price hikes on climate change, labor shortages, rising diesel prices, and the war in Ukraine. <laughs> people so climate change it's one of uh it's one of them right climate change okay so what was the other one uh diesel prices well we were energy independent for a while we're not that anymore we got away from that that was silly i don't know what we were thinking because we got stuff behind us and rather than pivot and go hey you know what maybe this isn't working the way we thought let's let's take it let's take a step back and go all right well, 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 well let's take a step back no no it's just forward oh uh let's see here i've got that i mean the war in ukraine is a 
It's a real thing. I mean, it's, that has played a part. There's no doubt about that. To say that it hasn't would be a lie. Supply chain issues, yeah, because of COVID. All of those things are real, but the spending gobs of cash and handing it out to everybody you could think of, the printing money over and over again and continuing to do so, that played a massive part in it. The getting rid of, in many cases, the want to drill and to be energy independent has not helped. And the war on that will continue. And we've got a president that he's fighting two battles. He understands because he's, I mean, he's going to go see the Saudis, right? He's going to go see the Saudis. He understands that, you know, going to do that, that's a, oh, my God, scenario. But you pivot, right? You adapt. Over the weekend, I watched uh, arguably like some of the most clutch golf I've ever seen. It was amazing. And every day when you go out, you got to adapt, right? The course is windy one day. It's a... It's cold the next. Uh, the wind's in your face one day, it seems, on every hole. And the next day, it is, you know, it, 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 there's no wind at all. You have to adapt. Those who adapt best do well. This president has to adapt. Has to adapt to the fact that we need to start doing something about what's going on. And we have an opportunity to it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean we're not going to go into a recession. I still think we're headed towards a recession. All that surrounding it, though, is can we make it a little bit softer? Can we, can we do some of these things here where it's a little bit easier for us to, to handle? Is that possible? Because people are pissed. They're angry. $98 God dollars at Costco. $98 dollars. I have to decide between buying gas or buying food. And guess who wins? Because I have to get to the job that I need that doesn't pay me enough to f- buy anything at all. 98 God dollars at Costco to fill up my tank. 98 dollars! 550 a tank! 550 a gallon at Costco! 550 a gallon at Costco! F- you! Me? Oh, just everybody in general. She's pissed. She's angry. A lot of people are. So you adapt. You're going to go over, you're going to talk to the Saudis. I don't know what good it's going to do. And you can sit here and beg oil companies to do stuff. I mean, I, I love the pushback that people give me all the time. There's massive amounts of money the oil companies make. So what? So what? This administration has said from the beginning his goal is to eliminate fossil fuels, is to get rid of these companies. You're not prepared. You're ill-prepared for that. We all are. If we all went electric today, our power grids would explode. Can't happen. And while you can't foresee everything, you've got to have a better plan than whatever this plan is that he has. And it's not a good plan. It seems to be rather quiet. (laughs) And I think we're headed towards a recession. I just, I, I just, I, I myself feel like we're going there. Uh, it feels like it, and it depends on who you talk to. Larry Summers. 
I think all the precedents point towards a recession. I don't want ever to make forecasts with certainty. But if you look at a whole range of indicators, if you look at what's happened in markets, the relative levels of interest rates of different durations, consumer expectations, the simple fact that what drives inflation is supply and demand, reduced inflation is reduced demand, that is a very hard process to control. And so it usually leads to a recession. Yeah. I feel like we're much closer there. It depends on who you talk to. Janet Yellen. We expect a transition to steady and stable growth, but I don't think a recession is at all inevitable. The labor market has recovered and we have reached full employment. It's natural now that we expect a transition to steady and stable growth. Chair Powell has said that his goal is to bring inflation down while maintaining a strong labor market. That's going to take skill and luck, but I believe it's possible. I don't think a recession is inevitable. You believe it's possible. You don't think, but you didn't think it was going to be here very long. Kept calling it transitory. You didn't think it was going to be this. You You have been wrong a lot. And I'm okay with being wrong, and you've owned up to it. But it's hard to say, well, you got, you got all the other ones wrong. Why should I trust you? Because the other people that have gotten it right over and over say, hey, we're heading towards a recession. The other people that say, hey, and, and, I, and here's my, my feeling. I look at what people feel as far as the, in their minds, the confidence they have in, 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 whether or not they can spend the money, whether or not they want to buy some of the things that they that they you would think now it's like I'm not buying patio furniture, I'm not buying this, I'm not buying that. That uh, you know what I, I want it, but I'm I'm waiting, I'm waiting because because mm, I don't know. And the housing market's a huge thing. Well, we know that demand has been insane for homes, right? Part of this was COVID. There's a lot of different factors here, but we've already seen that the spike in mortgage rates has driven demand for mortgages down dramatically. They're almost at 6% on average for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. I mean, that's just amazing. Like Six or seven months ago, they were below 3%. Now they're almost at 6%. Yeah. It is uh, a lot of cash buyers now. And a lot of other people look out there and say, look, the, the, the rates will come down eventually. Uh, this isn't forever. And uh, we need a place. Uh, my, if I buy something now, my mortgage may be a thousand, two thousand, three thousand a month. If I rent something, it's going to be three, four, five, six thousand. And I would rather put money into a house. So we still have a supply and demand issue. It's not always about the 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 demand. Remember, we didn't build in a lot of places where people are going for a long time because of what happened from 2005, 2008, we didn't do that. So catching up in certain areas is going to be much tougher because there's going to be more wants than than, than are available. But this is interesting, and this is what the, the rate can do. And so the higher rates go, the less home that people can afford, right? Because a certain amount of that monthly payment now has to go towards interest. A lot of people who bought homes a year ago would never be able to buy that same home today. 
That's crazy. But it's true. We talked about it was the last week. The average, say the average home is 450000 Well, where rates are now, you might get it 320 you could afford. 320 So 450 last year, 320 this year, just because of rates. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. your Twitter. Tweet at us. A lot of stuff still to get to in DDR. In DDR. That's what we do, kids. My pillow, right now, giving you deals. They like deals. They've got the My Slippers blowout sale going on. You save ninety dollars. Regularly one hundred thirty nine ninety eight. Blowout forty nine ninety eight with promo code. Right. So you go in there, use your promo code Benson, and I'll tell you why. These things are amazing. Indoor, outdoor. Wear them all the time. Absolutely comfortable. So you get the My Patented Fill Comfort Memory Foam, Patented Impact Gel, sole that is amazing. And you got this quality leather suede, tons of colors to choose from. And it's a four-tier cushion system. And I will tell you, it's great for if you're, especially if you work out a lot, you do a lot of walking. They're comfortable. They look cool. It's awesome. Six-day money-back guarantee, one-year limited warranty, machine washable. Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. It's MyPillow.com slash Benson. Call 800-983-4975. 800-983-4975. The My Slippers, only $49.95. Take advantage of all the other deep discounts. It's the BOGO extravaganza going on now, right now, with, with the bed sheets, the MyPillows, and everything. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You go, boy. This isn't about right or left. This is just about right and wrong. Right you are, Chad. The Chad Benson Show. Planting bee-friendly flowers outside their home, Thomas and Mary Lou Gutierre tell the Omaha World Herald that they noticed many bees flying outside their kitchen window and in a second-floor bedroom and heard them buzzing inside the walls. The couple contacted the Omaha Bee Club, which says the insects probably got in through a hole in the mortar of the brick exterior. The club's members safely vacuumed the bees into a box to relocate them. All 6,000 bees for 600 bucks. Wow. How excited were the Omaha Bee Club to get that phone call? <laughs> guys, guys, what do we charge? What do we charge? $600. $600. Vacuum those bees out. Put them, in, put them, put them somewhere else. $600. You think it's starting to $25,000. We'll give you $600. Take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. We don't got a lot going on. We're a bee club. I don't know. You guys are we're, we're doing bee stuff. We don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> I'd rather be in a in a group that fights vampires. <laughs> Speaking of Omaha, let's stay there with the Oracle. $19 million for lunch with billionaire Warren Buffett. That's a winning anonymous bid for a meal auctioned on eBay to benefit Glide, a San Francisco charity that helps people who are homeless and in poverty. Buffett has raised $53 million for Glide since the event started in 2000. The in-person lunch returns after a two-year suspension due to the pandemic. And the 91-year-old Buffett says it will also be his last auction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to raise more. I don't know if you guys have been to San Francisco lately, but it's a dump. There's homeless people everywhere. Now, was this to 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 raise money to have more homeless people? Because if it, that was the pro, you were doing a hell of a job. There's... You're putting your money where, where your mouth is. You think somebody bought it and they're like, oh, my God, Warren, I thought we were going to a buffet. 
What do you have? Because he's his big thing is McDonald's, right? Because it's not what you eat. It's who you're eating with. That, that's it. I mean, it's not. It's not. So you're eating with Buffett. You want to pick his brain about stuff. You got $19 million. Obviously, you're doing okay. So unless this was your $19 million, this is it. This is all you had left. And you were going to roll the dice. You're going to ask him about crypto. What should I do with all my crypto? <laughs> I bought it. It was the highest point ever. I, I, I did it all. I just rolled everything into crypto. Like I, like I thought you said. <laughs> it's not very nice, Chad. Oh, my Lord. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. A lot of places closed today because it's Juneteenth. Just let you guys know that if you're wondering the banks and everything closed today uh, because of Juneteenth. Lots of celebrations yesterday. Touch a little bit more on that as well. Uh, also, one of the things, Uvalde, please. So we've talked about this. Like Every time we turn around, we're like, it can't get any worse. And then you're like, oh, it got worse. And you're like, mm-hmm. And then you're like, it can't get any worse. And you're like, oh, yeah, it got worse. So the New York Times on Friday reported that a Uvalde police officer had a chance to take a shot, not a kind of shot, not a, he, he had a chance. And apparently he did not pull the trigger. I don't, I mean, and every time, you, oh, hold on a second. Oh, that was five minutes ago. Nope. Two officers now have passed up the chance, apparently, uh, to shoot, saying fear that they would hit the children. Okay, that's somewhat understandable, but he was in there for 77 minutes. He had already gone and, and done damage. You you don't think that you, you, you take a chance? You don't trust your abilities enough to, to, to hit him? You don't trust your ability? I mean, I, I don't... I couldn't fathom the pain that they're going through. And if you're Uvalde and Texas and everywhere... You can't even imagine the lawsuits are going to come in the tens of billions of dollars. The settlements that will last for years while they fight it off. How they are, how any of them are employed today is beyond me, too. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. A little bit more about the economy. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Happy, happy Monday. Show is flying as it tends to do on a Monday. It is Juneteenth. People are like, what's Juneteenth? What is Juneteenth? What is this all about? Juneteenth celebrations lasting well into the late hours. 
millions of Americans commemorating the day in 1865 when the last enslaved people in the U.S. received the news that President Lincoln had signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, so Juneteenth is uh, when the slaves in Texas were told, hey guys, two years ago, you guys, this should have been done. You, what? And that's what Juneteenth is. I'm obviously paraphrasing there. But it was a holiday last year that was signed into law by the president. So a lot of people have the day off. Maybe you're one of them. As you could tell, I am not one of them. Weird enough. Okay, so I don't have my, everybody knows I do two shows. I do my national show, I do my local show. My national show, we're working. My local show, the entire office is just very empty right now. It's very empty, is what I'm trying. It's very, very, very empty. Uh, so uh, some places, again, have it off, some don't. A survey shows that just 30% of employers are offering Juneteenth as a paid holiday. Among the companies participating, Target, Twitter, and Nike, which closed their retail stores on Sunday. Opponents have complained about the costs associated with giving workers another paid day off and have argued that not enough people know about the holiday to make the effort worthwhile. Which I think is absolutely true. Uh, most people don't even know what Juneteenth is. So, uh, but it's a holiday. It's a national holiday. It's here. So for some places to have it off, banks and everything like that, it's a federal holiday. Uh, others, not so much. Not so much. So not enough people know. They're right about that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. While the rest of that is going on, we are still playing the game of, oh, my God, inflation is through the freaking roof. And it's not going anywhere. Seeing a grocery bill or a gas bill and just going, whoa. I mean, that, that really is, uh, it, it affects everyone and, and it's visceral. Are you seeing that in polling? Uh, yes, we are. And the tragedy is that we've tried to explain this to the Biden administration because they're the ones that need to know and they've refused the presentation. So on your show, I'm going to tell you what I would have told them if they had only listened. We are 13 days away from an absolute explosion on inflation. 13 days. That's that seems very specific. 13 days. I, I, I'm trying to what, what what what's the why 13? There are three holidays. There are three moments when Americans take to the roads and when Americans buy more food than at any other time of the year. Christmas, Thanksgiving and the Fourth of July weekend. Everyone's going to be filling up their car 13 days from now and they can't put $40 or $50 in their tank. They actually have to fill it up, and that's when the explosion hits. They have to fill their shopping carts for the barbecues and the, and the cookouts. The American people are going to come face-to-face with these higher prices and face-to-face with the fact that they can't afford it. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Frank Luntz there, uh, not to be confused with Mr. Lutz, who owned the Amityville Horror House. Uh, that's very interesting because we all know it. We all sense it. I think staycations are going to be very popular this year. Uh, I, I think this last, you know, I, I think people are taking vacations because I think for a lot of people, even if their state was open, the places they maybe wanted to go weren't. So I think people have made the decision, we're, we're doing this. We're going. We're going. We're not going to stay at home. We're going to go. And they went. That being said, you have to look at the situation and realize 
I don't know what it's going to look like in 13 days as far as where gas is going to be, how high the prices are going to be, food prices. I know I, I did a little shopping on, so I went and played golf on Saturday. My my family's like, it's Father's Day weekend. We want you to go play golf. So I headed out Saturday. It was really kind of a trip because it was monsoon season has started here. So it was really kind of neat because it was cloudy, but a little humid few lightning bolts but far away but afterwards my wife had said i'm gonna go get i have my favorite drinks i like to get i'm gonna go to uh, walmart and get it it was packed walmart was a zoo but i will say something prices were through the roof and some stuff bought a, a, a thing of hot dogs because you know we had our own omaha steaks we ran out of hot dogs i thought well you know what we'll have some hot dogs because charlie likes to eat hot dogs uh i had to get some stuff for the kids and man, like ice cream and stuff, I was like, oh my God, how ridiculous are the prices? How's the average person doing this? It's going to be tough. There's no doubt about that. And it's not going to get any better anytime soon. You have to go back to 2009, 13 years ago, to find a time when these economic numbers are as bad as they are today. And the difference is that back then it affected roughly 60% of the population. Now, with inflation, no matter who you are, no matter where you live, no matter how much you make, you're impacted by it. Yeah. And there's no doubt about that. Everybody's feeling it. You know, uh, whether you make uh, 50000 a year, 100000 a year, 20000 a year, you're feeling it. Now, you may be feeling it in a different way, but everybody is feeling it. I am putting – I couldn't tell you how much gas I put in. We worked it out the other day. I think it was about 35 bucks a day to get me to and from work. 35 bucks a day. So, you know, I mean, you're looking anywhere, you know, between 160 give or take, a week to get me back and forth. Is what we've worked out. That's insane. You know? Now, I'm blessed, right? Because, you know, I, I, I do okay for myself, but I've got other things. And and uh, I do live in the Valley of the Dirt People. We bought our house such a long time ago that our mortgage is nothing. And we, we got in the right time for that. But the reality is, is you, you, you feel that. As an average person, you feel the crap out of that. I mean, it is insane. And... Every one of you listening now, you it's either been you or you've pulled in and you've seen two things at the gas station. The sad thing where somebody put four dollars in and they didn't even get a full, you know, like one full gallon. And the other thing is we've pulled in behind somebody and they're like, wow, that was 185 bucks for their whatever they were driving. My goodness, people are feeling it and they're going to continue to do so. Now, the question is, I said Friday. Are we going into recession? Janet Yellen, are we? It's natural now that we expect a transition to steady and stable growth, but I don't think a recession is at all, at all inevitable. When I hear her, I just don't believe her. I'm sorry. I mean, you've been you've been wrong over and over again. It's hard to sit there and go, "Oh my god, yeah, you're you're on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got this. You got that." No, I I just I don't know if I believe you. I mean, it, nothing is inevitable outside of death and a few. But I mean, as far as like when you're picking things like this, right, you're, you're looking at this thing right here and you think, oh, is, the, is a recession inevitable? I mean, there are things that could happen, arguably, in the coming weeks and month or so that could spin everything that would make it so recession is not inevitable and wouldn't happen. But that's a lot, you know, but that's government, right? Is that government for you? 
Government loves to do that. When they when they when they roll something out, it's always something that makes me laugh because it's it's one of those things where they roll something out and it is okay, if all of these things happen and we hit every single one of these and every single one of these is perfect and all of these Latin line up the way they're supposed to and every single then this 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 is what this will be like. And you're like that's never going to happen. You're fooling yourself. Is it inevitable? Mm. I'm feeling like it is. I'm feeling like there's something coming and you're going to find more and more people pissed. 98 God dollars at Costco. 98 dollars. I have to decide between buying gas or buying food. And guess who wins? Because I have to get to the job that I need that doesn't pay me enough to buy anything at all. 98 God dollars at Costco to fill up my tank. $98! $5.50 a tank! $5.50 a gallon! At Costco! $5.50 a gallon at Costco! <laughs> you! So there's that. <laughs> she's not happy. I think she summed up what a lot of people are feeling right now. She summed it up. And now the question is, as they try to get there and they go and they push and they push and they push, is, is what did you expect? How many times have we said this? What did you expect? You've got a White House and a party itself that wants to get off fossil fuels, has demonized fossil fuels, and is going to continue to push fossil fuels as evil and bad. In the near term, uh, prices are high and their profit and profit margins are high. And what we are encouraging is that they take those and put those profits to work to increase production. But over the medium term, this is very important. The president's policy has always been a transition, a transition to clean energy. And that means building on the strengths of our energy system and also following the science. Following the science, following the science, following the science. So here's the thing. People are starving, right? They don't care about your science. They don't care about your science at this moment in time. They don't. When you've got somebody screaming about it, it's how much money it costs to fill up her gas tank. Oh, my God, it was 98 bucks. It was 98 bucks. It was 98 bucks. Oh, my God, F you, F you. She's not caring about your science right now. She's going, I've got to make a decision. And I get so many people who, you know, who are out there on the left. It's like, well, this is all the, the fossil fuels industry's fault. You're, people, I'm going to break it to you. We're never getting off fossil fuels the way that you think. We're never going to use nuclear, right? We're never getting off fossil fuels, partly because it powers so much that isn't the thing we think about, which is the big bad SUV. It's not happening. And you've got, it's just not happening. And you've got a, a, a group of people that have pushed this narrative, that have made it their mission, including this president, to end fossil fuel with nothing behind it that is ready to roll. In 2020, Biden said no more drilling on federal lands. Look, no Keystone I'm, Pipeline. Antagonizing I, Saudi Arabia. Uh, now Saudi Arabia uh, hat in well, hand. Well, and now he's going back to them hat in hand to get them to increase their production. But I, look, I wish we were all off fossil fuels forever. Sure. But the truth is that when people get off fossil fuels before they have a replacement, they wind up going back to even worse fossil fuels. Germany said, we don't want nuclear power yeah. anymore. Yeah. True. And what did they have to go back to? Coal. And, and, then, gas. and basically yeah. the same thing happened here. We said, Saudi Arabia, go f*** yourself. You killed a journalist. And now Biden is going over there, hat in hand, begging them for oil because people want their gas. Which is pathetic. Crystal ball, Bill Maher right there, which is pathetic. Yeah, maybe. But we had the opportunity and we were going in the right direction. You can have a disdain for Trump all you want, but that's the reality of it. 
And here we are now. We are in a position where we're not energy independent. Other nations around the globe are going back to stuff, as he says, is worse. And we've got this thing in mind that uh, nuclear energy is evil and bad and somehow it can never be safe. So at the end of the day, what do we have? We have no choice to go over and beg the Saudis to open up the spigot, to turn it and let it loose. Do you think they're going to do it? I don't know. If I'm Biden, I'm as wary as it gets. Because you go over there and you ask for something and you're not strong about it and you get nothing, you look even weaker than people already perceive you to be, which in many cases is true. And the second, the, on the other side of it, do we really have a choice? Because even if we said today, hey, they're going to start drilling in federal lands, how long would it be before we got the first drop of oil? How long would it be before we got something out of it? How long would it take for us to feel that at the gas pump? It would take a while. And let's not forget, even if we did that and we increased production, we're not building new refineries. There hasn't been a new refinery built here since the 70s, which is also part of the problem. So unicorn farts and dreams aren't replacing fossil fuel anytime soon. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Let's wrap up the show straight ahead. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. To infinity and beyond. A not-so-big blast-off for Disney Pixar's animated Lightyear. The Toy Story spinoff debuted in second with 51 million bucks, far short of the expected 70 to 80 million dollar bow. Genetic power has now been unleashed. Jurassic World Dominion holds first for a second week, though ticket sales tumbled 60%. Good morning, aviators. Top Gun Maverick slides to third with a three-week total domestic gross of 466 million dollars. Yeah, how about that? Still did another $44 million. It was only down 15%. Top Gun Maverick, you know, they're already talking, do we do a three? It's like, do you? Do you do a three? I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if you do a three. To be honest, I mean, but it's hard in a world of, 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 of money. And, you know, Tom Cruise has never been in this position, even though he's the most powerful, arguably, actor in Hollywood. He's the last of the quote-unquote, movie stars. The reality is he's never been in a position. His movie is going to head towards over a billion dollars. Never had a billion-dollar movie. This is the biggest grossing movie of all time. When you think about all the other movies that are out there, like the Avengers and all of those things, this is, is his biggest grossing movie of all time. Do I think they do a third? Well, well you got the spigot wide open. It's twice we've used spigot in less than a half an hour. Uh, it's hard to turn that down. I mean, I'm sure they'll figure out a way to try to do a uh, a third. But, man, I, ju- I just don't know what you do. At about- <laughs> Run out of stuff. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. I do. Man, I tell you what, I had a great uh, weekend 
watched a ton of golf yesterday was the uh, U.S. Open. And, you know, Matt Fitzpatrick and Will Zalatoris, two young guns in golf, uh, for all the talk of uh, golf is in a great position. They got young superstars. They are sitting better than they have sat in quite a long time where Tiger's not having to carry him uh, golf by itself. And it was just great to watch. And uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. So he's this English guy. right? He's got braces. Right, that's the thing. This guy's got braces. Uh, he he won there years earlier with his brother, who looked like he was ten on the bag for him, and came away with the victory again yesterday. Certainly now, uh, the last two majors that I feel like so much more comfortable out here. My game's changed for the better. I give myself more chances. Um, I definitely feel like I have much more of a chance now to win a major than than I ever have done in my career. Yeah, and he played great. He beat Will Salatoris, who missed a 10-footer that would have sent it into uh, extra holes, essentially. And it was... uh, Will has lost the last two majors by an inch that would have sent it into extra holes, and then he went into extra holes in the PGA Championship and lost to Justin Thomas. He, much like Fitzpatrick up in there yesterday, has never won a tournament. Gave it a go. Gave it a hell of a run. And uh, came up short. But uh, it was fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch. So congrats to them. It was great to sit back, relax, watch a little golf this weekend. Hope all you dads had a great weekend. You guys have a blessed, amazing, incredible rest of your Monday. Uh, It's going to be hot out there in some places. It's going to be really hot in other places. It's going to be super hot in some places. We will do it again tomorrow. As I always love to say to you guys, oh, night-night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.